Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Brandon Cordoba, who is the owner of iloveshinyobjects.com and helps people be more productive at work. Brandon, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Mm. Well, I have a family. I have two kids. Uh, young, three and five months. Um, really? Young. Yeah. Um, recently moved back to Texas. What I like to do for fun. Uh, I guess chase my son everywhere. No, <laughs> I, I like to rock climb, uh, bike ride, nature, spend time at the beach. Um, very outdoorsy type of guy. I got you. I got you. There we go. And tell us a little bit more about iloveshinyobjects.com. Okay. Well, most people who get easily distracted, they struggle to be productive at work. So at iloveshinyoptics.com, we we made these productivity courses for them that help them build habits and routines that help them out for the rest of their career. Okay. Okay. And these productivity, I noticed you said courses, you have multiple courses. Are they focused on certain things, each course or? Uh, Yeah. Everything from time management, uh, how to focus better, um, prioritization, delegation, uh, when to multitask, when to single task, um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. And with these courses, do you have any coaching as like a higher ticket offer consulting as a higher ticket offer? Or do you kind of stick with the courses? Uh, yes. Yeah. On the back end, if people need additional help, so they kind of match up with accountability partners. And, uh, if they need a little more help than, uh, we can fine tune with coaching. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit more about your motivation in life. What gets you up and keeps you going? Uh, well, I, I, I love my job. I, I love helping people basically. Um, I, I, I have an amazing wife. That's very motivating. Um, I have, uh, amazing kids too. I mean, they're just like, uh, so full of life and laughter and, Um, so I guess I just have really good people around me. I love my job and, um, well, uh, we had to move back, but we used to live in the Caribbean. So I love where I lived. I don't know. I just had like a simple, a simple life, but it was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so what does your day to day look like selling courses? Cause I know those are kind of like a one-off you make them and then people kind of go through them. Is your calendar full with coaching? Are you more, um, just spending time with the family nowadays? Like, what does that look like? It's definitely more time with the family nowadays. Uh, My daughter had a uh, heart condition, so we had to move back to Texas and uh, she's had to have multiple heart surgeries. So my wife asked me to take some time off work. So I've, uh, I've taken off, uh, I don't know, last four months or so. So no coaching right now. I got you. I got you. I'm sorry to hear that. Is your daughter okay? Uh, 
She's all right. She's she's kind of in between surgeries, so this is kind of this is kind of the tough spot right here. But uh, she's happy. She's smiling, and uh, she uh, she's full of life. It's like it doesn't matter how hard it is, you know. Like yeah, and she just she. I don't know. She doesn't focus on the pain. She just focuses on being with us. Just brings her so much joy. It just lights her up, and she gives us the biggest smiles when she sees us. And she holds my little finger tight, like she's giving me a finger hug. And and she just loves and loves the family. Loves spending time with us. And it's just, um, it's it's amazing the way she views life so differently than the way you know I view it. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think you were like that when you were a kid? And when do you think the shift happened? Uh, I could definitely see it with my son. Uh, I I was so much like my son uh, when I was a kid. The shift happened uh, probably as I got into school. So kind of like first, second grade, I got into a lot of trouble. I was a class clown. And um uh, my dad was like a military dad and he was pretty, pretty strict on me. A lot of, a lot of spanking, a little excessive, but uh, um, yeah, I guess all the strong, strong spanking, if you will, uh, kind of uh, caused me to uh, close in on myself, kind of become, uh, I was more of an extrovert, became very introverted, very shy. Uh, and I guess I didn't, I wasn't who I naturally was because uh, of fear, actually. So I got you. Fear of punishment. So, so got to school, started being the class clown. Because of that, your dad kind of cracked down on you. And because of the spankings and the punishment, you kind of insulated your personality. And that's when the shift happened. I think so. Yeah. And also my love languages were uh, words of affirmation and physical touch. And he used to, you know, beat, beat the crap out of me and uh, cuss me out. So, and uh, one time he told me I'd never amount to anything in my life and I should just kill myself. So, uh, yeah, so I just did whatever I could to feel loved because I didn't feel loved growing up. So uh, if that meant to be someone who I wasn't, I, I did it just to because I, I think we all have those basic needs when we're kids to feel love, to feel safe and to feel, you know, secure and, um, I don't know, cared for just those very like basic emotions. I think all kids need to, uh, to grow up, um, healthy. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think a similar shift happened for a lot of people coming into adulthood. I guess the question is, do you feel loved now? Um, yes, I managed to marry an amazing wife. And uh, my faith, my faith in God, I felt loved. I feel loved by God. I feel loved by my, my kids. Uh, even when I screw up, um, they're just so forgiving, like my wife and my kids and God and so much grace. And so, yes, yes, I do. But um, it took decades. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think that the feeling of love from your family, from your wife, and from God, has that kind of brought you out of that fear and kind of helped you be the person you once were? Or are you still kind of, um, you think it's just a permanent shift? Talk to me about that a little bit. Yes, uh, definitely. Have, am I all the way there? As I, as I look at my son 
uh, no. Um, but um, I'm much farther along the path than, than I was for most of my life. So, yeah, I think love does something that kind of um, dispels fear or like conquers fear, like dissolves fear. When you feel loved um, and you love other people, um, like especially like family, you'll do anything for family. And so like if you're if your kids, you know, inside a burning building or something, you'll just you have no fear. You'll just run in there and save them because you love them so much. And that's all that matters. And so I think there's some connection between love and fear and love somehow like dispels fear. Yeah, perfect love casts out fear. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, cool, man. Um, thank you for sharing all that. I don't think I usually go that deep on the podcast, but felt the need to ask you those questions. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, also, thank you for sharing about your family. Wishing the best for you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Of course. Do you mind if I pray for you on the podcast right now? No, no. I, I would love any prayer. prayer. Can I have your daughter's name? Uh, Adelina. Adelina. Cool. Lord, I just wanted to thank you for Brandon and his vulnerability on the podcast today. And I just want to send um, good vibes their way. I ask that you be in their life and that they feel you in their life. And I pray for Adelina and her various heart surgeries, Lord, just help her to recover and come back stronger than ever, Lord. And Jesus left his peace with us. And I pray that Brandon and his family feel that peace in this hard time and they feel the joy of your love in your name i pray amen amen thank you yeah of course man uh well awesome brandon now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals so what is your vision for your company and the rest of your life well the vision for the company is to um i guess help help people uh heal and and help them to um help them to grow. But I, I guess the, the, the basic premise is to help them, um, I guess, be more productive in life so that they can spend that time doing the things that they, they truly value in life, that they love the things that will leave an impact, you know, looking back on their life. And when they're gone, uh, I guess the shiny objects that are the most shiny for them. So, um, so, to, so, be more productive so that they could spend more time on the things they truly value in life. So I gotcha. I gotcha. I love that. That's a nice little spin to productivity. It's not just to get more work done. It's to get more work done. So you can spend time doing this stuff you really love to do. You can heal and you can grow. I like that. Thank you. Awesome. Any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Or is that kind of the main one? Um, well, I, I, I had a dream about my family when I was like 15 or 14, 15 years old. I had a dream of my wife and two kids, and I, I finally have that. So um, it took, well, I'm 40 now, so it took, I don't know, 25 years or something like that for that dream to happen. But uh, it, it feels surreal, and uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's amazing. So, and then I also had a dream of uh, moving to the Caribbean. I think that didn't happen until um, like 18 or 19. I, w I went on a cruise around the Caribbean and I just fell in love. 
with the different islands and the water and stuff like that. And so um, hopefully we'll move back soon. We're looking at different properties. So, and uh, we'll see. Well, there we go. There we go. If there were one or two people that you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards helping as many people be as productive as possible, who would this person be and how would they help you out? Oh, this person would help me out? Mm -hmm. So it's one or two people in the world that you can meet and they're going to help you maximize how many people you can help be productive. Oh, uh, I think I would love to meet Elon Musk. I think he uh, he's very, I think he just sees things differently than most people do. And uh, I definitely wouldn't follow all of his productivity advice because uh, he, I think he works like 20 something hours a day. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think he has an interesting take on things and who else? Um, maybe one of the old school guys like uh, Brian Tracy or um, uh, John Maxwell. There we go. There we go. Now, this next question is a little weird. Name the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals. So you meet Sally and you're like, Sally, help me make more people productive. How is Sally going to help you? How is, how is Sally going to help me? Wow. Uh, wow, this is a tough question. Like I've never, how is Sally going to help me uh, be more productive? I I. I guess I would just say um, if they know anyone that needs to be more productive to go to my YouTube channel, watch some of my videos, see if you like my content, and then you could go from there. Um, but if I was giving specific advice or if they had a friend or something that needed some help, uh, she could, you know, send them my number. And if it's something, you know, small, specific, then they can, you know, talk to me or, yeah. There we go. Some referrals. Well, awesome. Brandon, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is, what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Book, movie, or podcast. A recent movie. I just saw that new Top Gun movie. The, oh, yeah. the people, Maverick. Oh, my gosh. I love that movie. <laughs> like, I love the first movie, but I, I, I don't know. It's been so long since I saw it. Uh, yeah. Definitely love the second one. I used to watch the first one all the time. And uh, my mom said, how many times are you going to watch this thing? And I told her forever. <laughs> it's like the guy on Sandlot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love it. Top Gun Maverick has now been mentioned on the podcast three times. <laughs> so oh, wow. it is a very popular movie. Yeah. Good job to the to, uh, to the Maverick cast. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, uh, probably spend time with God and exercise. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Or just sometimes just uh, getting a date night with my wife and just spending time with her. Uh, that's, that's really rejuvenating too. You guys have a favorite place that you like to go? Uh, yeah, it used to be the beach. Uh, so... Yeah, we used to live right on the water, so we used to just go to one of the beaches right by our house. But um, now here, uh, we have a lake uh, in our subdivision, so that's nice. Yeah, 
the, the sun kind of sets right over the lake. So it's pretty. There we go. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to one second? I blanked for a second to meet Elon Musk. There we go. Oh, um, well, I was thinking of investing in a, a company that um, has ties with him. And so maybe I would talk to the owner and, um, you know, see if maybe I could have a serendipitous meeting if he's going to be somewhere and I could be somewhere. And, and uh, I guess that's how I do it. There we go. There we go. Love it. That is a creative way. I've never heard that way before. A lot of people say Elon, Oprah, etc. But that is a first. Love it. Love it. Well, now we're going to jump to our final series of questions. And so I didn't send these questions beforehand. They're kind of challenging questions. They require a lot of pretext. So stick with me. Also, if you don't have an answer, feel free to say, I don't know. Okay. So a lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that helps people make that switch is a personal choice that happens after either inspiration or desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? Um. May, may we please pause it? it? It sounds like my wife might be burning something or there might be a small fire in the kitchen. Gotcha. I'll be and we're back. Brandon, everything okay? Yes, everything's good. Thank you. All right. <laughs> glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So the question was that a lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that helps people make that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? Yes. Yeah. I think often there, there's something in life. Uh, gosh, what I used to call that. Um, it's like a turning point. It's like a major turning point in life, either good or bad. Um, I used to call them something, but yeah, oftentimes in those, I guess um, in order to almost shake up that fixed mindset or break away um, uh, the hardness of that mindset, it, it takes, it takes something, you know, something to, yeah, that catalyst to shake it up, uh, to break that mold and to, uh, allow people to, um, um, I guess be willing to, to look at things differently. Yeah. Yeah. Or be willing to, to self-reflect, to change, to ask for that, uh, advice or talk to that person that or or dream again, or, you know, hope again. So yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Given that same amount of extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? Oh my gosh. That's a huge question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could come up with every variable. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I think the timing has to be right. So I, I think the reason people have fixed mindsets is often from their parents and their childhood. And so, um, 
maybe how involved or how much they've self-reflected on their life. Um, you know, I guess also how adventurous they are, you know, has a, a thing to play in it. Yeah. Um, maybe how close they're still to their parents um, or their siblings. Um, that is a really good question and a really tough question. And uh, I think there are many variables and I, I cannot, I cannot uh, foresee all of them. But if someone just spends time with God, God will reveal those things in due time and, and help them, you know, heal from those things and, and begin again. So, and uh, often there's a waiting period and the waiting's hard, but, um, but it's worth it in the end. Yeah. Facts. I love that answer. Well, some people need a small amount of desperation or inspiration and change, and others need a larger, more consistent amount. What do you think establishes that threshold, and can it be influenced? Hmm. What establishes the threshold? Um, I think it's some of the factors that we previously discussed. Um, kind of like environment, how close you are to your family, timing, self-reflection, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe friends, uh, culture, uh, yeah. Environment. Yeah. That plays into it. Um, another thing I used to tell people when, when I coach with them is, um, to go someplace different than you normally go to self-reflect. And that does something. It allows your mind to, um, I, I guess, see things it hasn't seen before. Uh, just, just the complete, a completely different environment. So, if you grew up um, way up north where it's always cold, go down south to the beach or um, mountains, you know, et cetera. So um, what was the second part to that question? Can it be influenced? Can it be influenced? Um, and okay, what was the beginning of the question? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think establishes the threshold of how much inspiration or desperation somebody needs? And can that threshold be influenced. So could I come to you and do something or create an environment or say something or make you feel something that influences that threshold? Right. Uh, the change in environment can influence it. Uh, the right mentors can influence it. And someone who has gone through whatever experience that that person needs to, um, I guess, heal from in order to uh, make that change. Uh, those are those are all things that can lower thresholds. Of course, maybe uh, counselors could do that, or um, uh, consultants or coaches or, or people like that, um, close friends, just people who really care and can really empathize. Um, I yep. think are all, all all things. Yeah, that could help. Absolutely. And we got one last question for you. So for this question, keep in mind a person who has a really fixed mindset, they're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. Okay. In Atomic Habits by James Clear, he talks about the four laws of changing one's behavior. And the laws are to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying. With that context in mind and the avatar I just told you to kind of keep in your head, how can we create an environment that makes it more obvious, more attractive, more easy, more satisfying for that avatar to make the choice that will change their life. 
I think this also pl- applies into, I guess, minimalism or, or in general, it's kind of like a popular thing. So um, in, you, in your environment, creating, creating healthy habits that will uh, allow you to do it. So I think even in, in his book, he talked about something like if you wanted to read more books or something, if you had like a comfy chair, put the book right uh, like on the chair and and have like nothing else around it so it's it's that trigger that um um and have those kind of i guess environments all over your house are the places you're you're you are mostly so it could be work and home or wherever you spend the most time create those healthy triggers or those healthy habits and routines and think of ways that uh you could just minimize everything else so there's only one focal point for each and every place. I, I think that's a, a pretty powerful strategy. And especially if that's where you spend the most time, then you'll constantly be reinforcing the good and, and uh, not seeing the bad. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. How do you think we can set up? So people's homes are one thing and people can set up their homes, but when they go out into society, it's another thing. And how do you think you and I, and, everybody listening to this podcast and hopefully eventually one day the world can create those triggers woven into society that make people lean towards changing their life for the better, as opposed to what seems like the worst sometimes. Hmm. In society. Wow. Um, I, I think it's prayer. I, I think the things that you pray for uh, end up changing you more than other people. And so I, I think the more you pray about certain things, the more you'll you'll look for those things and the the more you'll you'll see those things and the more god will help you with those things so um i I think the answer there is prayer 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 changes things cool well brandon that's all we got for you is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off uh no but man those are tough questions Like I have, I don't know, maybe I got four or five hours last night. And so she's been in the hospital for like two months. So I don't know, last two months or so I've been getting barely any sleep. So you really put my, uh, my brain to the test today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope my answers were good enough for you. And, uh, you know, I, um, I'm not making a, a fool myself because I'm so sleep deprived. So. No, those are fantastic answers. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Tim. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for coming on the show. And guys, thank you for listening. If you're listening to this and you loved what Brandon had to say, you know somebody who needs some more productivity in their life, go ahead and send them Brandon's way. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, share it. All the links to contact him will be down in the show notes. As we always ask, shoot this podcast over to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.